Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to this episode of 20 Minute Tins. International Week is once again upon us And what we've decided to do for you guys, dear listeners Is provide you with a little sample, a little free sample Of the content that we are producing over on the 20 Minute Tim's Patreon page This is TMT Extra Time we call it It's where we sit down with someone from this Celtic supporting community Who we think has got an interesting job or, or way of life And just chat to them about their job, life and a bit of Celtic And this episode is with... MMA fighter, professional MMA fighter Chris Bungard, who's just recently signed to Bellator, which is a huge fighting promotion, and he's a mad Celtic fan as well, so this is a really great episode where we're releasing this you can follow Chris on Twitter at at Bungard and you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash 20 minute tins we hope you enjoy it, thank you Hello and welcome to this episode of TMT Extra Time. Uh, this week I am joined by my 20 Minute Times colleague Stephen Hello. and a uh, professional MMA fighter and Celtic fan Chris Bungard. How you doing Chris? How are you doing guys? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, I suppose we better, I suppose we better start with you Chris. Uh, MMA, it's a bit of a niche sport in Scotland but it's getting <laughs> bigger all the time. Um, but you started when about eight years ago, eight nine years ago now. Yep, exactly. It must have been pretty, pretty specialist and pretty niche at that point, was it? No, aye, uh, it was. It was pretty rough, man. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just got into it through kind of a pro wrestling. I was like a pro was wrestling it? fan, like I was a big Bret Hart fan. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, even in school, I used to just put people in a sharpshooter and I'd just make them tap out. And all, and that, that's where it all came from. So. I kind of joined through the like, submission jiu-jitsu side of it. Right, aye. So, and just took it through there. So where did you train jiu-jitsu? Because you're from, it's Holytown you're from, isn't I'm it? I'm from Holytown, aye. Well, it started in Holytown, just the sports centre. Oh, did it? There's a wee martial arts group, just bringing the mats out and just learning technique and sparring and stuff like that. And then just took it through there. Had my first couple of fights with them, and then before I moved on to like a, like a more busier gym. Like yeah. More, uh, better guys, Uh because there's a few big gyms in, in Glasgow, aren't there? There's uh, a yeah. the Grip House, and then is that that's yeah, pretty much the main one. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they were they came out. They were like the pioneers of MMA for yeah. Scotland. Um, even though I didn't get on with a lot of them, they <laughs> <laughs> used to beat them off. <laughs> now, now I get on with them. Now a lot of their fighters have moved to higher level, which is in like Bath Gateway. Um, so now I don't like them. <laughs> so I like Grip House guys now. Uh, but my my team Scottish hit squad. Um, it just started off as like a grappling gym 
and then we bought it over because we were renting it out from a Thai gym, Muay Thai gym. And uh, we bought it over full time, my coach, Brian Gallagher, and then my old gym, I was only getting like one training partner and I had right. a fight coming up, so uh, I kind of trained hard. So I ended up making the move to Scottish Hit Squad and I became like the first uh, MMA fighter from it. So that was the first uh, fight for Hit Squad and we just built from there. Well, like you say, you started out in grappling jiu-jitsu. Is that, is that something you wanted to do and just just found an aptitude for the, the other sort of dimensions of the game from that? Um, no, I, I just kind of fell into it. Um, I just heard they were doing cage, cage fighting. That right. And I thought it was hard as I'll get, get a pair of UFC gloves. <laughs> and I didn't watch UFC, I didn't know what it was. Uh, I've seen the, computer, the old computer game for like the PlayStation 1, like Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell on the front. I was like, it's like shit. <laughs> Uh, it didn't have, have the flair of WWF, did it? Oh, it was a big uh, the kind of stereotypical story from people getting into the UFC is that they found a VHS copy of UFC yeah. one, and from there they kind of took it. So you were the computer game. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. I was more into my TLC matches in the WWF. <laughs> yeah. um, Undertaker burying people and stuff like that. That was my childhood. But uh, yeah, so I ended up going there and just I just liked the grappling side, the wrestling side, basically. So. And then I just worked on my boxing and my Muay Thai, my striking, and just took it for there. So what would you do to sort of describe yourself? And what kind of style of fighter? There'll be a lot of people listening to this who don't really... Yeah, yeah. They're kind of, their knowledge of this will begin and end with Conor McGregor, yeah, really, so course. they don't really know. They're, obviously, people know boxing. There's only certain amounts of styles involved in boxing. Yeah, yeah. You get counter-strikers and all that kind of thing. Half, but but what would you say? Half a fight. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I think as well. No, what, not. What's your strength? What would If you had to nail somebody uh, who didn't, didn't follow UFC at all? I, I do think I'm well-rounded, but right. I would probably say grappler. Like yeah. rest, strong wrestler with strong ground and pound and good submissions, so stuff like that. But Probably quite rare for I'm this. Ha- I'm half on half. Like, half my wins are knockout, half my weeks right. for submissions, so... Well, they say that's the kind of weakest part of yeah. you know UK-based fighters is grappling yeah, and wrestling, that kind of thing. Definitely. Well, wrestling, you, you decide where the fight takes place. Yeah, so if absolutely. you're a good wrestler, you've got to take somebody down. So it is a, probably the most important aspect to mixed martial arts. How big is the, the Scottish MMA scene sort of picked up while you've been involved? Because you must have been pretty much at the heart of it over the last yeah, couple yeah. of years. Yeah, it's, it's actually great. Right now, it's massive. Um, four good guys doing it really well in Cage Warriors which is like the biggest in Europe mm. a few world champions there I'm my first signed fighter to Bellator which is a massive promotion in America and the world my teammate Paul Craig's in the UFC is fighting in Australia soon of course has the Berju yeah the Berju <laughs> I gave him that nickname by the way I don't want to talk about it <laughs> I made it up in the gym but I won't go into it how did you get yours? I foreskin anyway <laughs> <laughs> Because you're the bad guy, how did how did that come about? Uh, that's a mixture of things, just in my football career and stuff like that. So I just kind of ran with it. I was a bad guy to a lot of people for a for a long time. Just so just like, oh, fuck it, I'm just got to call myself. Yeah, it's not bad. And we went for being a fighter. It's probably my mate. It's not been taken already. To be honest with you, it's a good nickname. Plus, we've got like Stevie Ray, Danny Henry, and Joanne Calderwood, who's a female in the UFC as well. So. I've got some great young guys coming through the ranks, so Scottish MMA is definitely on up. Well, there was that wave that came through maybe four or five years ago now with Whiteford and, and yeah, Joanne Calderwood, first time around Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray is still in the UFC, but he seems to have been kind of forgotten about yeah, a wee bit yeah. and overlooked. Yeah, he fought last week in Canada, actually. Yeah, it was the first right. ever fight, and he won as well. It was quite, wasn't it the best fights, but I think that's the way he's fighting now. Mm. He's fighting as if. He just needs to win to keep his contract, even though his fights are boring. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no offence to you, but. Yeah. Is that Tim as well, eh? 
Yeah, as I said, I think that's fair. So he's, he's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you've signed to Bellator. How, how does their contract? What was it? A, is that is it eleven fights? Is it five? Five, five fights. Fight deals. Yeah. So basically, they, they just tell me when I'm fighting, and I don't think I'm fighting in like February now. And mm. I just I didn't fight to June. So to me, that's a big gap. I like cool. to. Stay a lot active. Are you allowed to fight for anybody else, or is it just nah, them? So you just nah. have to keep yourself fit, basically, yeah. until then. So, yeah, that's the bad thing about being contracted. Basically, you need to do what you're telling. You know I mean? How does that come about then? The Bellator just sort of scour Europe and go, like, give me some champions. Do, is that how is that how you stand out to, uh, to an organisation uh, like that? Well, we're all just signed. Basically, there's a division. I'm in the lightweight division, so they'll just pick me to fight another lightweight uh, in a country. So they've got a lot of shows come up next year. Right. Start of the years, all over Europe. So they'll just pick a venue. I think I'm fighting in London O2 in February, but I don't know the opponent yet, but I think that's that's the way they're going. How did you get found? How did they find you? Just from your other successes um, and yeah, other smaller... I've won, I've won like, all the titles in Scotland and England uh, in my weight, so I've got a good record. Um, I finished fights, got a good following, so... So they, they, they went like signed a lot of guys from uh, the UK and Ireland there, and I was just one of them. So they also signed uh, some guy that you've got a bit of a, a Twitter beef with. We, we can't he can't even know like that that pass. Uh, Aaron, what's he? Anna for Jordy Shaw. Uh, I don't know why. Give him the time he's named <laughs> uh, that pussy. Um, who is this guy? Right? Is, for, is, is, he, is he really a fighter or is it off a show? I, for listeners' benefit, this guy is a, is a kind of reality star. He's a bitch. That's right, he's a bitch. Right. <laughs> uh, he's off Love Island and Geordie Show, uh, isn't he? He's a, or is he a reality TV off. guy. I'll, all, man. Um, I'll, I'll let Chris deal with the insults because I mean, he could probably still batter me. I don't know if he's had a couple of fights. Although, <laughs> I, I need to ask you about this one. Aye. That fake one. Oh, Jesus, man. So, for those you, of people who don't know, you tell us and I'll yeah, fill people right. in after it. So, he's like 5 and 0 professional, right? He didn't have any amateur fights or that. But the five guys he's fought haven't even won a fight before, right? Oh. MMA is different for boxing. Boxers can get away with that until they're like 10 and 20 and 0. No one's yeah, really yeah. been tested. But MMA, people, great fighters can be like 6 and 3 right after Aye. that just because different aspects, whatever. But his last fight was the worst fight I've ever seen. It was like Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania, fucking two all again. <laughs> so when when you're getting, he won me a standing guillotine. When you're getting guillotined and choked out, unconscious, so they say, with this guy, he dropped his hands as if he was unconscious. So really, if you're just letting go there, if you've seen the John Jones and Machida fight, you got your face plant, mm. like because you're out cold, you eat the canvas. So he, he's got him in a shitty choke. I, mean, I don't know if it's mere fake, that or his show, of Jordan's titties, but, <laughs> and he, and the guy just like drops his hands. So the guy's out and he lets him go. Then the guy braces himself and then rolls on his back. It was so fugazi. It was unbelievable. And, and he, that's the thing. He didn't even fight at the guy. No. I, I said to the boys before that's he turned thing. up. Like, yeah. Somebody's on your neck and he's not even trying to defend the choke as well. And that I, says it all. I said just before you turned up, I said, let, let, let Chris put a choke on you and you see how long it takes you to grab the arm exactly. and at least try and fight it before you eventually sink <laughs> unconscious. This guy didn't even the try. Hand, the hand drop, man. It was like Hulk Hogan. See when they do the three. <laughs> and he does the thing. He wags the finger. <laughs> the third one he comes up I was just expecting that but that says it all you know what I mean and he's jumped about the ring after that it was, it was he's doing a lot of talking on Twitter at the moment uh, he's, he? he said my name so now he needs to deal with me you know what I mean that's the problem the that's thing is 
this fight I've got in February, I think he'll be on the same card because mm. I don't think I'm don't think I'm going to get him anytime soon anyway. Right. So I know they'll have a wee press conference there, and I'll just sit <laughs> a chair right beside his ass and say, right, who's got the first question? <laughs> and then I'll chuck water over his face. <laughs> wee bit of poison in it. I'm obviously not going to do that before people think. <laughs> As you say, you're at Bellator now, the kind of the big party. That's one of the biggest yeah. organisations in the world. What's a lot of people might get into something like that and just think, right, it's nice to be invited, but are you just, you're going for it? What's, uh, what's no the ambitions in there? I guys, I'm just happy to take part, not mean, yeah, when, they, yeah. when they lose at the end. Um, no, I'm, I'm making a run for that belt, obviously. Um, I'd love to fight in America. I fought everywhere else apart from America. And I'd like to fight in America, obviously. You never fought one? No. No. Right. Brazilians, Irish, English, Welsh, Italian, French, all that shit. Africa, South Africans and that, but I just want an American guy. Not mean I beat up some Americans. <laughs> what's the What's the division like when you look ahead into that division? Is it tough? I take Aye, it the lightweight is probably the toughest division in the whole world. In yeah, any promotion. The, yeah. I mean, but um, there's some good guys in the UK that I'm probably I'll end up fighting. That will be a great fights as well. Good wars. So I need to deal with some of them first. So who's in this division? Then you're talking Michael Chandler. He's he's still around. Yeah, in he's that one? he's fighting for the title that right. he just lost against that Brent premise. But I think he injured his foot, and that's how right. the other, that Brent won the title. But Chandler's an absolute animal. Right. Not, I mean, watching him train is he's a freak. It looks as if he he's on old Mexican supplements. <laughs> enough, but I won't go there until I, I need I, to I fight him. <laughs> <laughs> Then you get like Ryan Couture. Is he still around? Yeah, well, yeah. I want to fight Ryan Couture. Yeah, that's yeah. Randy. I, I like, I, I like yeah. his dad. Not his dad's a good cunt. <laughs> get the circuit tap back Hero. on him. And then oh, of course. Just, then just bat his boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, so when did you when did you look at this MMA gig and, and think right I'm going to start taking this seriously? Anyway, when did it stop becoming about a two hobby? Two months ago. <laughs> 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 no as soon as Bella topic the phone up to exactly. you. Yeah, like, Shit. Some of my old, some of my old fights, man. I would just be, I can see this now, but partying and drinking, getting into the buds and all that. That's what I was all about, like Frankie Macavene. You know what I mean? That's what I was all about. But now, like now that it's my job, and I've grew up a bit, a wee bit more disciplined. And it's about the future now, you know what I mean? I make some money, I want to buy a house, have a family, stuff like that. All that cheesy shit, you know what I mean? Without going into details, obviously, but the Bellator must be, uh, that must be a big deal a for someone coming to Scotland, yeah. yeah. I, I was reading, did you not say, the Cage Warriors off you, but the Bellator was 25 times yeah, the value of the right? Cage Warriors that's, contract. That's true. My man. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was doing Cambridge working in a film set, and like, I was in my hotel, and my coach says, right, Bellator's in, she gives 24 hours. Next day, he's like, that's a contract email through, and I was up <laughs> the hotel room putting the trainers on. I was just pumped. I was telling just strangers, like, oh, Bellator is? And I'm like, no, man, who the fuck are you getting in my face, man? So, I, it was a big deal to me, my team, obviously. I thought, why not? Even though they're not too clued up, but they understand how big it is. Because coming from Scotland, it's a, it's a a, th- a thriving but small scene. Yeah. I mean, in Scotland, it's like, as Jamie said at the start of this, it's kind of still a niche sport. There might, might be a lot of people who don't really necessarily follow it all that closely. So it's it's a great achievement to get there. I believe you're the first, Scott, to, yeah. to be signed with them. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I'd like to bring them here in Scotland, yeah. like the Hydro or something. I don't know how ticket sales do. Outside the UFC, a lot of shows, they don't do too well because they've got that brand. Aye. They could say like that, you know what I mean? So, did the UFC do a Glasgow show? Yeah, they've been they a did, couple, yeah. They've they've done, done two. Aye, done two. I remember Because we went to one in Nottingham, didn't we? That's right, yeah. Aye, about five was, years ago. Aye, about five mm-hmm. years ago. That was absolutely cracking. But I've speaking of the Glasgow one, 
Paddy the hooligan hooligan. Yeah, man. That's that. my, my friend. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I train, I train around Dublin for my fights as well. well. There was a lot of confused faces around when <laughs> he came out when he came out to the Celtic Symphony. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't think Dana that one through. I don't think yeah. understand. <laughs> you tempted to bring that to Bellator? The Rebs? <laughs> if I was, I wanted to fight in Dublin there. Uh, there was a Bellator show apparently posted out in December. And if I go to that call and that I was coming out to the Rebs, I didn't know what one though. Because <laughs> my favourites change every week, know what I mean? It's a very broad black brimmer. It's, <laughs> it's one that you're like, I've got a fucking war here, man. It's got to get me up. It'd be brilliant if you do that to get the fight you want in America and you'll get a load of like Brazilians and Mexicans and all that just jumping about to broad black brimmer. It's hilarious. <laughs> Although they'll know. They'll know. <laughs> I usually come out to like, it's a song called Bad Moon Rising. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Creedence, Clearwater Revival. Nice. Song for like the 60s. But I'm like, how can I mix that in with Irish Republicans? Well, <laughs> 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 uh, actually, the Celtic ended up singing a song. Like, the Ronnie Dyla song was uh, Bad Moon Rising. So, Aye. Oh, was but, it? So, are you committed to that? I've been committed to this for about 20 years, man. Mm. Ronnie Dyla's only two years old. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your MMA taking you? Uh, everywhere. Aye. Everywhere. Like, every year I go somewhere different. New continent, a new country. So it's make me travel the world, which I love doing. Like Aye. I never go back to the same place once. I love traveling, uh, and hopefully one day I've got enough money to buy the house I want and just settle down for the future. That's that's a plan anyway. You must be quite keen to travel a bit without having a horrendous weight cut oh. during it, right enough. With, for for listeners' benefit, what what is that actually like? Because I've actually watched a. There's a short documentary about Chris Bungard on YouTube. I think it was Tom Heffernan. Uh, did you watch that one? Yeah. yeah. And during that... Did homework on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it details a bit of the weight cut there. And I look brutal. Yeah, no, no one in this room, apart from you, knows what that's like. It, to give it a bit of context, what it looked like, my first reaction was, that looks like the world's worst hangover. You're just sort of leaning out of a bath with the head, head well, on your forearm. Well, you had to lose about five kilograms in yeah. water weight overnight, yeah. more or less. I've been trying to lose five kilograms good, in six months or now. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a good day, you see me. Like, I've had a Aye. lot, lot worse than that. Like, oh, Jesus. How's it? I lose two stone in like a couple of weeks. Two Jeez. stone. I mean, people try and lose that over their lifetime. Aye. But there's obviously, there's a process here. I've got it nailed. Well, <laughs> I've got it nailed to get to the third round. I'm blowing out my hoop. <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's just a process. Like, I cut it down through dieting, through the seven week camp and then the fight week. I take out my carbs and a water load, as you've probably seen a wee bit, and then the night before we're five or four over, then a sauna, salt bath, try to sweat it out. It's horrible. It's horrible, but this is what the fighters do. They do. People are like, why don't you go up to like welterweight, which is above. I'm lightweight at 70, welterweight 77, but then you get these killers cutting for like 90. Don't you that? Then they're massive, so... They're trying to change it up a wee bit with different weight classes and early weigh-ins, like a few weeks before it, just so they're checking your weight, so you're not doing drastic weight cuts. It's been talking some hydration testing and stuff like that to make sure your brain yeah. isn't basically completely dehydrated. Yeah. So basically, yeah, that's what you're doing. You're taking all the water out of your brain. So the thing we say is like, like a wet cabbage in a box, <laughs> like you take all the water out, then you're just shaking. That's right. your brain. That's your brain basically just battering off your skull. So that's <laughs> nah, it's not safe at all, is it? So what does your average week of training look like now that you're a professional? So, for example... You can lie if you want. <laughs> I've got to lie. Anyway. <laughs> you get this fight potentially in February. Right. So you get to two months before it. What, what changes then? What's what's your outlook on oh, that? My training goes up. My intensity goes up. I, now I'm training once a day because right. I've not got a fight coming up. But I'll change it to two or three a day. 
my diet, which I love my chocolate, my right. junk food. I'm terrible. I'm just now, welcome. Back from McDonald's. You're on the right <laughs> podcast. Just back from McDonald's. If McDonald's want to hit me up for a sponsor, <laughs> um, so yeah, my diet. But thank God I've got a sponsor that I can give a plug of taste buds. They like they give me meals every day. Right, nothing. right. You know what I mean, it's all healthy stuff, obviously. Um, so that just my diet, my training goes up. Um, I don't go out as much stuff like that. Just be small sacrifices, but it's pretty brutal. I still and that's intensive rest. eight weeks then. Yeah, uh, three a day. I, I rest on a Thursday and a Sunday, and that's it. Right. Unless I play football on a Sunday. Right. Which my coach doesn't like. Ah, <laughs> 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 you that must be that must be pretty risky for you, because um, I mean, you could if you'd done your ACL or something. Sorry, no did sorry. my ACL in, in wrestling though. Aye, well, that's true. Aye, but I do, I do pick up a lot of niggles in football. Like more niggles than I do fighting in the gym every day. Not do you play a bit of amateur football in Australia? Yeah, I play for Bullfrog um, amateur on a Sunday. Yeah. I've only played four this season, four games. It's the last four game, four weeks. Because um, I'm not fighting to February, I thought oh, I've got a couple of games of football because I do all football. I'm still yeah. a football fan as well. You know what I mean? So you're a, you're, a, you're a Celtic fan, as we discussed at the top of the podcast, um, and you've done a bit of training or something with Celtic. I saw that on Celtic TV. The best day of my life, <laughs> love, you know. <laughs> what, what happened? Tell us about how that came it about. Was, I was fighting the Hydro at a, in a big Russian show called ACB um, two years ago. And to promote it, they just had a f- couple of fighters go to Lennox Town. Right. And I was like, there's no one fucking fighter that's going to Lennox Town. <laughs> There was another fighter who was a Rangers fan. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Well, why did you sign up for us? Not mean. Paul wanted to see a, a I see a real club, but I see what it's really like. Um, so me and my coach went. We took them on the pads. It was like uh, Bruni, Katie, um, Craig Gordon, Griffiths, and that. Took them on the pads and showed them some combos and. I had to be game of football, I had some penalties out of Craig Gordon, saying him in the wrong way a few <laughs> times. I don't think, I think he was letting me score because I was a fighter. <laughs> but um, I, I was like a, I was like a win at Christmas, like just like, Jesus, man, this is fucking amazing. And the video's thought, on Celtic TV, I would recommend anyone who's subscribed to it to go and check it out because you, you said that on it, you said this is the most nervous, this is more nerve wracking than the fights. Because like every week, I go to the Celtic games every week and sing their names and then I'm just in here like... <laughs> This is where dreams are made, not mean. Was MD any good? Do you think MD could handle themselves in the team? Uh, Good's a bit of a stretch. Craig Gordon had a bit of power, I'll give him that one. Um, but nah, they should all stick to fit. But KT will probably hate me for saying that. But, uh, well, Tierney's a big fan, obviously. He's been pictured with Conor McGregor and uh, swapped yeah. jerseys and things like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite. I'm friends with Ian, so yeah. he stays just with us. With us there. He stays in Motherwell and Fayol Town. Well, like he's involved in that team somehow. The, the Bullfrog you mentioned. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He uh, that's his that's his club. I know his club, but that's who he supports and he helps the boys out with strips and stuff like that. And comes and watches every week, so. He's just a good guy, and I Aye. think everybody knows Aye. how good a guy Kieran is. Um, he'll he'll stand all day and take pictures and sign stuff for, for fans all day. He's just just a real real good guy. I mean, Stephen, you mentioned Conor McGregor, um, and as you said at the beginning, that's like most people's reference to. Yeah, you've got a picture on your your Twitter. It's yourself. You've trained with Conor. Yeah. When was uh, that? Um, that picture was years ago, but. Um, I trained with him a few weeks ago as well, um, before the before the Khabib fight. For the last couple of years, I, I do some of my fight camps in Dublin at right. his gym, SBG. 
um, with John Kavanagh. So every fight I've got coming up, I'll go over there for a few weeks and stuff. I'll just get some good training. What's his approach to training like? Because, I mean, everybody sees the Conor McGregor, the, the Flash, the guy that does all the talk and the suits and the Rolls Royces, but behind that, there's a, a thoroughly professional and quality fighter that knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, 100%. Uh, when he's in a gym, it's his business. He's yeah. there to train. You still talk about him, he'll help you out, but we're there, we're there to work, basically, not I mean, but... Um, no, he's not all like that behind the scenes. He's just, just one of us. He's right. just a normal guy. Also, a good guy like Kieran Joe. It's rare for a guy like that to, to end up still sticking with the same team they've had all along. Yeah. It's, someone in that position will generally kind of move to one of the big American camps yeah, where yeah. he can get your wrestling and all that kind of thing, but he's never moved on, has he? No, that's a good thing about Connor. He's, yeah. he's very loyal. Uh, but if that's a team that's made you 200 million, then what, why would you want to leave? <laughs> I, I mean? I, exactly. <laughs> but I, I go over there, it's. There's a lot of good guys over there, like my weight, good professionals all over the world, like just go there to train. So I've got good professionals in my gym, but they're heavier. Like right. Cole's a light heavyweight, Neil's a light heavyweight slash heavyweight. Right. <laughs> but he's a little bit. He just sits heavy. <laughs> so I, I still train hard with them and get good sessions in, but it's hard for me to get my game off. Or they're so big and tall and size wise. Over in Dublin, they're all my weight. And my size, and there's like 40 on a mat at a time, so it's always solid sessions. So, is that just literally how something like that would come about? You would say, You've got a load of lightweights, I need training partners. Yeah. Any chance that we can hook up here? Yeah, I just, I just messaged John Kavanagh, uh, Connor's coach, a few years back. Like, so if I come over from training, he's just like more than welcome. That's a good thing about mixed martial arts, you can walk into any gym in the world right. and uh, roll. Maybe no spa right away right. if they don't know you, but you can always jiu-jitsu roll. I go any country I'm in, I'll, I'll suss out the gym, walk in, have a few rounds, get a wee picture, and we're on our way. Are these gyms kind of tentative when you come us? Because you must get people coming in off the street wanting to make a name for themselves, so purely so they can say, I, I went in and sparred, I knocked this guy yeah, out. Yeah, of course. But you need to go through like some other classes before you get invited right. into the pro team. That's how they do it in Dublin. Um, and in Hit Squad, like, they'll need my coach won't want them to go to other beginner classes before, or maybe even sparring or that. But um, that's a good thing about mixed martial arts. You can do that. Like your heroes in football, like I can go over and train McCon or whatever. But your heroes in football, you can't kind of rock up to Juventus no, and he's a touch Ronaldo, and you can't do stuff like that. So that's a good thing about uh, MMA. So Glasgow Celtic. Yeah, there we go. Season ticket holder. Uh, I'm not, I was, but I'm not because of through my training, so I can only go when I make, uh, when I can make it, but um, there's always a ticket there anyway. Aye, aye. Who was a, uh, you said you've been a Celtic fan your whole life, obviously, who was your, who was your hero growing up? Oh, there's only one hero, I man, know. I mean, uh, you asked the question, you already uh, know the answer. It's, uh, it's got to be Henry yeah. Larson. Uh, I thought you were going to say Darren Jackson. <laughs> Big DJ. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my first ever game was in 97, it was 3 nothing. Larson Hartrick, it was so easy to remember, when he had his reds, my Uncle John took me, and uh, it's just, it's just, it's the full package with Larson, like, not just obviously his crazy goal scoring record, but his assists, his link-up play. And he's just, he's just a great, great human being. You know what I mean? I think it's just, it's missing in, in football these days. Like the good players, like, well, maybe not with Messi, but with Ronaldo and Pogba and Zlatan, it's like, it's all about them. Yeah. With Larson, that's, that's total opposite. Larson, obviously, I mean, we're all huge fans of him, but he's, he's the one, he's the last 
probably true link that we've got as Celtic fans to something that was undeniably yes. world class as well. That we're not necessarily going to get that kind of thing again, and I think that's why Larson is going to stick in the mind for decades and yeah. decades to come. It's always funny when they compare him to Chris Boyd, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you see him today? Today, as we record this, I don't actually know. It was a bit of everything with the celebration. It was I, that. Then it was I think like, they were calling him a fat dick, and then he scored a penalty, <laughs> and then he done the fat dick. Except then he lost the game, which yeah, is typical. Was, I, I just seen the celebration. Oh, he lost. He lost two one. He scored a consolation goal, and he was celebrating that. Put that penalty away, well, didn't he? A thirty-five year old man, jealous know. as well because ninety-seven when you started going. That's such a good time to begin in the Celtic. I, I started yeah. going in nineteen ninety. I'm a wee bit older than you, and I went through the right club oh, times, the, <laughs> the Rangers era, <laughs> basically. Paid your dues. So I was just coming into the stopping the ten, but they were know. all TNT then. Now What's um? What do you make of the team now? Are you enjoying watching them now? Um, well, the last couple of weeks definitely. Um, I've had a real good bit of forum, um, front to back. You know what I mean? Um, but like, uh, yeah, I like Christie coming in, like young, fresh. But I heard an interview like when Dembele was ready to leave, where Christie was like, "I'm the man," basically. And yeah. he had that confidence in him. Now he's obviously shown it, and like. The last couple of weeks, so yeah, it's a good sign, man. Brendan seems to be able to do it, doesn't he? Like, right. yeah, play, players that you think are written off, it, it, loads of players. So many times, McGregor, yeah. Scott Brown, even mm. Forrest, Forrest, unbelievable man. Players you thought Armstrong, ten extended, Armstrong. It's good because they're Scottish as well. That's right. Right. Mad, These guys you thought were written off, they just come into the team. I mean, I said it like last week on our podcast. I was like. I don't. I don't see. A, I don't really see a future for Ryan Christie. But that's the last couple of games. He's been brilliant. Yeah. I think that's as Chris said there about the the Dembele thing. I think we all kind of winced when that happened. Like, really, you're going to replace yeah. Dembele? I don't know about that. But he's in fairness to him, he's been absolutely brilliant um, in scoring goals. And now he's made it look as if. How do we get the the more established players back into this team now? You've got Scott Brown and Cham sitting out. It's now yeah. and if you'd asked us about it six weeks ago, well, we're doomed. We're doomed yeah. as soon as Scott Brown goes out of that team. I've had it, and now now look at it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but he's the captain. He's Bruni. Yeah, yeah. He's Bruni. You know what I mean? That's but it. it's just that when they're all fit, it's such a hard midfield to pick from. You know what I mean? Which is always a good thing. But um, I think and Cham was going after the boy a wee bit there, but. Um, yeah, we're back to one. Aye, there was years. rumours he wanted to leave. But, but I mean, now you're looking at it. Started you, by Chris Boyd. I started by Chris Boyd. Aye. But now you're looking at it, you're like, well, if Encham does go and say in the January window, then but we're playing well enough as it goes, as it happens. Did you see the woman putting Chris Boyd in his place the other week? Well, uh, on Sky? Oh, it was golden. Oh, yeah, oh, Hayley McQueen. Yeah, it's golden. Aye. It was just aye. his face was... For those, who, gutted, for those who don't know Chris Boyd he made some joke about being a bit overweight and she goes aye Wayne doing that Kilmarnock bench and his face just went <laughs> it was because he was laughing before it then when he just heard it and he's just like oh, she's so true that was one of those kind of hello darkness my old friend moments perfect he must have been enjoying as of late actually I was talking about this to the guys I was sitting with the football Brendan Rodgers could feasibly leave Celtic at the end of the season as people are saying and having never lost a game to Rangers, having won, ev- been a Celtic manager who's won every single Glasgow Derby no. game, you must have enjoyed some of those recently. Oh, definitely, I was getting greedy, and it was a five. Nothing, man. I wanted me. I always wanted me no. against Rangers, but I think that day we could have had like six, yeah. seven. But uh, it's madness because like the record he's got with the trophies, and it goes in like a wee. Two game, three game, and everybody just attacks. It's just a Celtic way. I, think. I know. I sit in the stadium, and like some of the shouts are ridiculous. But I think that's just 
Just a type of club where we expect so much. You but set your own standards at the end of the day. It ends up with a, a triple treble. Like, why would they no go? Like, I know. Why no? Just leave a bit of people. Like, oh, he's here for the 10. And, and Gaffy's back then, not mean. I know. Yeah. But you're right, though, because we, we do a podcast we do every week. So we've got to sit down in front of these microphones every week and talk about the games. <laughs> and when we've been shit, we're just like, you can go if you want. You know what I mean? It's, just, <laughs> it's a Europe thing, isn't it? It's, it is a Europe thing. Have That's been a bit of a washout this season, really. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? The, the Europe's been the one, the one disappointment. The form wasn't great domestically at the start of the season either, but that's that's well and truly kicked into gear. But it's just, I think there's been a kind of grown feeling on the podcast we do every week that we could probably do without Europe now. Yeah. It just it kind of gets in the way of this absolutely flying form. Yeah. Hopefully, a wee win, a wee win at home again. Aye. Then we're back to six points. It's a tough. It was a tough group. No, I mean, it was yeah. a tough group. It's uh, you're right because you because we had those the Champions League and. People are always more enthusiastic about the Champions League. Then the Europa League comes along, so the enthusiasm's already <coughs> a bit down for that. And then when you start getting beaten in the Europa League, you're like, "Oh fuck, there's no point." No, you're like, <laughs> we're more suited to Europa, and we're getting hammered. <laughs> like, <"Fuck laughs> is there any other tournaments under this? <laughs> Drop it, yeah. I think it's crossed that third tier one's coming along in a couple of years, isn't it? so we'll be we'll be nailing that. Did you see? Um, did you see that thing that they were talking about on Sky? This new European tournament that got leaked. Uh, the Super League mm. thing The or Super something. League You know see it? So no. basically about the, What the top 40 teams in Europe Or the top 20 teams in Europe have, Are want to break away and, and do their own Champions League But it's going to be like A European Super League But the first 20 teams Like your Real Madrid Juventus Liverpool Barcelona All the top 20 When they sign up And create the league They guarantee that They can't be relegated For 20 years so they're basically creating a league where no competition. There's no competition. And how are they the going rules. to do it without the the most successful club in the world? How are they going what, to fix the, it with that? The teddy bears. Fucking. So you so you you mentioned about Hitch Squad. Just talk us through talk us through what, what is that? Is that that's your gym? Is it? Yeah, um, that's my gym in Coatbridge. Well, not my gym. I'm just a fighter from the gym. Um, it's uh, Wifflet in Coatbridge, and nice Celtic area. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so my coach is Brian Gallagher. Um, he's he took he started the gym. Um, he's a head coach, but we've got other coaches for different aspects like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. Marcus Nardini is our Jiu Jitsu coach. We've got a um, Commonwealth champion wrestling coach. Um, Lawrence Murphy, who's a former world champion boxing, is our boxing coach. Uh, Steve Houston, who is the best coach in the UK at Muay Thai, is a Thai coach, stuff like that. So every aspect, we've got like really high-level coaches. Um, we've got some great amateurs coming through from like 15 years old. Some, some of these kids are crazy good. Mm. I mean, when I was 15, I was going through bushes trying to find pornos. I mean, I wasn't stuck together. <laughs> and these wee guys are like savages. I'm like, fucking hell, what is so that doing? The scene's going to completely change now because... For a long, I mean, the sport's only about 25 years old yeah, or something, man. and for the longest time, people would come through only being good at one thing, and then they would sort of add yeah, different man. elements to your game later on. But from now, it will be, as you say, 15-year-olds doing everything from the minute they walk into the gym, so it's going to completely evolve from here. Who's yeah. the, who was the guys you look at in the, the, on the MMA scene? Who's your icons, your heroes in that one? I liked uh, Rampage Jackson. Oh, yeah. Um, Another one who didn't like a weight cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, like Chael Sonnen, obviously. Um, I liked his wrestling style, plus he was more like, his trash talk was more like pro wrestling. Yeah, so, uh, it is very pro wrestling. So that's, that's where it came up with comfy. Pro wrestling, is, we'll get to that later if yeah. you want as well, because I've got that wee side project coming up as well. But uh, stuff like them, I like Jim Miller, because he always brought it. Mm. He'd fight anybody, I think he's a little bit of UFC fights as well. 
Um, so, like, Rampage and Chael, they just fought recently as well, so that's quite hard to watch. <laughs> Did Chael Sonny fight in Bellator? Was it? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's like a co-worker of mine. Well, Chael, I mean, Conor McGregor's obviously... Chael calls himself the bad guy and on American gangster. I can't. He, he, um, Conor McGregor has changed it forever and he's the more famous yeah, exponent of, of it, but Chael paved the way for yeah, Conor McGregor in terms of like, trash talking and get, yeah. getting a name for yourself. Before you've even stepped yeah, in the octagon, definitely. with Chael it was more scripted, like it yeah, was yeah, funny. Definitely. But with Connor, it's more like, like a comedian, like clacking, like snappy and just off the tongue. Well, some it was, I thought. Uh, so well, that, who the fuck was that guy? That's aye, the, that, that's that was legendary. perfect. <laughs> the timing was perfect. <laughs> yeah. like, it, was who like, was who was that guy again? Jeremy Stevens. Was it Jeremy Stevens? Was it? But uh, yeah, so I like Chael and Rampage was always my favourite to watch it back in, back in the day. CM Punk <laughs> made the move from me. Uh, <laughs> I felt sorry for him. Like, I, I felt sorry for that guy. Uh. See, see, on his second, he had two fights, didn't he? Yeah. It, it was his second fight where I did feel Aye, sorry for him anymore. We brought in the shit guy Aye. and he still got his ass whipped, not me. And I'm just like, surely you've had enough time now to learn the fundamentals like, of this. He'd done his speech at the end, like, it was pure Rocky, wasn't it? <laughs> his ear was all mashed up more, like... What do you think of something like that? Because the chat after it was, oh, he's, God, he's so brave, he's so brave getting in there. And, aye, to an extent, but at the same time, $7 million, whatever it is, would make me quite brave. Yeah, uh, I could walk in there and get definitely. a total tanking for, for five minutes and walk away with money. Definitely. It obviously, like, it took boys to do the weight cut, the training, because the training's hard as well. And obviously, make the walk is... Aye, is, absolutely. So between that and natural fight, yeah, I respect him for that. But then he done it again and got his ass whipped. Just leave it to us. Just leave it to yeah. us. Not mean um, go back to wrestling because he was a good wrestler as well. Would you ever get involved in the in the pro wrestling? Because that's another scene that's really popping in Scotland at the moment. <laughs> it really is. Now that you bring that up, <laughs> um, so I you probably got to see me in a wrestling ring pretty soon. Um, Who for? I can't even. Really you can't say. That. I can't really name that. But the training's I've been training for a while now. Uh, you need to go through your levels, right? In pro wrestling. Um, they were wanting to fire me in and I was just like, no. Nah. Like, I, I, right. I could probably do, do a wrestling match. It wouldn't be that good, but I know my way about wrestling, but I wanted to learn the real techniques because you need safety for the guy you're working with right. as well, you know what I mean? But i tell you what, man, I'm really enjoying it. Obviously, I'm a big wrestling fan as well, so um, I can't wait, but you'll find it soon. <laughs> just you, keep my options open, you know what I mean? Right. I, you spoke about your, your fighting influences who, who kind of led you into it, yeah. Rampage and Chael and all that, but it, as mentioned in the documentary on YouTube, I think your granddad is a big influence on, on your life. What did he yeah. think when you, you told him, I want to I want to fight for a living? What uh, do you think of that? He, he actually thinks MMA is barbaric, <laughs> does it? <laughs> brutal, you know what I mean? But he's made an influence, he like, um, just supporting me basically, right. you know what I mean? No matter what it is, he's, he's always there, like, I've just left him there, like every day after training or football, whatever. I'll just go to his bit and watch a football game because there's a game on like every day now. Right. We'll go out do some shopping and that. So uh, he just supports me whatever I do. Uh, he doesn't really like it to be to be honest. And, and that one time we watched Paul, he stayed up to watch Paul in Vegas, and Paul got fucking wiped out in the first <laughs> round. He's like, I do switch off. That's a lot of shit. No, he's just old school, not I me. Mean? Right, just yeah. the type of guy that if somebody. Give him ten pence extra, he would go back in the show. But oh, you gave me two extra there. I mean, <laughs> one of you guys, the uh, old school, like save your money. What are you doing with this? You paid your car insurance, all that shit. <laughs> but he's a good man, John. He's Aye. a legend, and he, he loves the Celtic and all. So, does he think MMA is just total barbaric nonsense? But boxing's actually all right. 
Is he one of those kind of generation? Not, he's, not, he's not really a boxing fan either. Right. Uh, he likes his fucking documentaries and all that. He <laughs> likes, <laughs> likes his animals and his motors. That's about it. But uh, yeah, obviously, he'll take, he likes uh, Big Tam Logic. That's his favourite player, would say. Understandable. Aye, understandable. So, uh, that was excellent, mate. Thanks very much, Chris. No, I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Oh, one of my favourites I've ever done, man. I, uh, I, appreciate, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate the chat. Do that again sometime no, after you've had a fight. Aye, and after after I, get you after back I on. smashed that turkey for fucking <laughs> Newcastle, then we'll come back on. Aye, I want to go and see that one. I want to go see that one. <laughs> hey, I will look out for you. Where can people find you on, on Twitter? And um, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Cowabungard. Cowabungard is because I was like <laughs> obsessed with the, the turtles when I was younger. <laughs> Obviously, green. I like pizza and martial arts, so that's me at the back. And you, uh, you're in the market for sponsors. Aye, um, if anybody wants to sponsor me for my belt or fight, they'll get their like their logo on their company on my inside cage banner, my walkout t-shirt, my walkout shorts, stuff like that, and obviously in my social media. Nice one. Well, thanks very much, Chris. No, the we'll, pleasure we'll was all mine. Best of luck with the, the Bellator thing. We need to do a podcast about the turtles next time. I'm very keen on <laughs> I know, this. I know. Well. I'll get you back day one for wrestling and turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.